This is episode number 23 of Under 10, a mini-podcast on intimacy with Dr. Jessica Tartaro. That's me. I want to start this episode with a thank you. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. Thank you for sending me messages all week long about the value you get from my shows. Thank you for your encouragement for my efforts and gratitude for my labor. It's truly for you and because of you that I do this work. Okay, so now notice what's happening. Did my gratitude get in? Or are you like, ah, she doesn't really mean me. And you're just waiting for me to finish the mushy stuff and get to the content. Just notice. Last week, I taught you a simple tool for calling yourself back to the present moment. This week, I want to talk about receiving, which I'm calling an advanced yoga. Let's take my opening gratitude as a starting point. I thanked you, and I meant it. It was an offering. And do you have the option to open up and receive that offering and let it in, or kind of deflect it by closing off so that it bounces off your chest and falls to the floor with a kerklunk? There it sits, my gratitude for you, face down on the kitchen floor. In all seriousness, I don't know any adults who, without dedicated practice, are good at receiving. You're definitely not alone. Think about when someone gives you a compliment. Do you cringe, feel embarrassed, want the moment to speed up and pass by? Now think about how good it feels to give a compliment, especially when it's from the heart. Most people enjoy giving, but it's rare that we think about receiving as its own muscular rep that needs practice. We have an imbalance, lots of giving without a place for it to be received. In 2010, psychologist Dr. Gay Hendricks wrote the book, The Big Leap, in which she introduced the idea that we each have a set point for how much happiness and success we believe we are worthy of. He calls it our upper limit. The upper limit functions like the temperature programmed in a thermostat. When more love comes in over the amount we believe we can receive, when our upper limit is exceeded, then we may need to reject or undermine the good happening in order to return to our preset temperature for happiness. To stay under our threshold, we often repeat dysfunctional patterns and end up staying stuck. So let's break this idea down. One's limit for happiness is set by all sorts of factors. It may be that your family of origin had certain unspoken rules for membership, including a quality of struggle, loneliness, and dissatisfaction. You may have traded pursuing happiness in your own ways for the feeling of belonging in your family. And as a child, that is a very meaningful trade-off. Our belonging then is a matter of survival. Or it may be that you have felt disappointed or unmet enough times that you haven't let yourself hope or want. If your appetite is big and you only get crumbs, it can feel unbearable. Better to only wish for crusts and then crumbs can feel like a satisfying meal. In this case, a lowered expectation for happiness is a vital protection. 
As I have said in many previous episodes, the compensations that we make during times of high stress and low support are important and valid. We need them. Until we don't. What once protected us can now sharply limit us. Adult healing involves the shedding of outdated coping strategies and a getting current in our orienting to life. In my own journey, I coped through childhood by making other people's needs important and accidentally losing track of my own. By the time I was ready for adult intimacy, I had no idea how to properly receive love when it came knocking. Knowing my deficit and feeling clear that I wanted to get better at receiving, I made the yoga of receiving a dedicated practice. Let me share a personal story. A couple of years ago, I was in a very dark place. I had been looking for a lasting relationship for some time, yet one relationship after another had crashed and burned. I felt charred. I had just moved into a tiny cabin in the woods in order to get my bearings, but I found myself struggling. A good friend suggested I call for help. So I did. I reached out to six women who I trusted and said, will you hold me? They said yes. On a spring weekday evening in 2019, we gathered in a friend's living room. I lay in the center of the circle while they listened, sang songs, and held me. I began to weep and open up. I shared the heaviness of my heart. We laughed and cried together simultaneously while waves of emotion shook through me. By the end of the evening, I was bathed in tears and a bright feeling of hope. The tides turned for me after that. Calling that circle was not easy. I did it because I am committed to community solutions for healing and to growing my capacity to receive love. By then, I had already been practicing for years. That night, I took my practice to the next level. Now, I'm going to guess that as you listen, you're like, there is no way I could sit in the center of a circle like that. It's okay. You don't have to. Receiving begins with the in-breath. So take one. Let yourself receive oxygen. It's a good start. Start where you are. When I teach receiving practices to clients, we always start slowly. This next practice will be your homework for this week. It requires a partner. Person one will begin by saying to person two, I would like to share some love with you now. Are you open? This step is important because person one needs the chance to prepare. You can replace the word love with appreciation or any other offering that feels true to your connection. Person one now gets the chance to assess their readiness. Am I ready to receive love? The answer can be no. If it is yes, then ready yourself. I encourage deep breathing, a bouncing of your knees, and even a, massa- and even a massaging of your heart so it can soften to receive. Person one, when you're ready, then says, yes, I'm ready. Person two then gets to dole out love. This can look like sharing a compliment. For example, when you did the dishes last night, I felt grateful for your support. Or, I like that shirt on you. It brings out the crystal blue of your eyes. 
It's helpful to be specific. You can also try simply, I love you. Person one then gets to receive. I encourage a deep breath like slurping in soup, drinking the offer of love down your spine to your feet and then back up your back body. Let yourself take several breaths before saying anything. Let yourself practice receiving at your own pace. When you feel that their love and and appreciation has gotten in as much as you want to allow it, you can simply say, thank you, and then switch roles. Having someone home to receive love is vital if you want to grow into a happier version of yourself. You may be very good at giving, but giving can sometimes be its own protection against disappointment. When kindness comes in, make it a practice to slow down and note it. Breathe it in like a perfume. This week's homework, as silly as it may seem, can change you. When love knows it has a welcome home in you, more can come in. And that's what I want for you and for all of us. This is Dr. Jessica Tartaro with Under 10, a mini podcast on intimacy. Oh, 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 oh.